0: Hey there friend, I'm Susan, and this is the Spark Chasers podcast, a series dedicated to the educational changemakers who embrace creativity, seek out challenges, and collaborate on solutions. This is a show for any educator looking to explore the creative side in the classroom, business, and life. So grab a cup of caffeine, your favorite flare pen, and let's chat about what's now and what could be next. Hey, hey. Welcome to a new year. If you're listening when we release this, it's the first week of 2021. We have finally turned the page on 2020. And I don't know about you, but I am so ready. And here's the thing. I don't want to make any New Year's resolutions. I mean, there's all this hype every year about making New Year's resolutions and why we need them and all of that good stuff. And and there have been times in years past where I've chosen a word to represent my upcoming year or actually made resolutions. And if there's anything that 2020 taught me, it was don't do that anymore because you just never know. Um, so this year, I'm going to try something new. And that is all about creating a new vision for myself. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm really excited to kick off the new year with you because we have some new things planned that I think you're going to love. Now, the first one that's coming up soon is our new Arts Integration Boot Camp. This is a free month-long action-oriented plan to help you kickstart creativity in your classroom. And each week, you'll receive a free training on a new strategy, a single task that you can use in your lesson planning, and a community of others for support and encouragement. By the end of the month, you'll walk away with an actionable plan for integrating a creative strategy into your classroom or school. And everything culminates with the enrollment opening for our 2021 Arts Integration Certification Program. So, If you're curious about the process and want to participate, head over to artsintegration.com forward slash bootcamp for all the details. We're starting in the middle of January, so you still have time to sign up. Now, this bootcamp is going to be a major focus for us this month because we believe that all educators can integrate creativity into their classrooms. And one way to do that is through getting certified. But there are plenty of others like learning a new strategy or even just mapping out a good plan. Other than lack of time, though, there's usually one roadblock that holds people back from pursuing this, and that's the job thing, right? When people are looking into arts integration certification, they often ask, are there jobs for this? And my answer is usually you're asking the wrong question, not because I'm trying to be a smart aleck, I promise, (laughs) but because I believe that certification isn't about a single job. And sure, there are arts integration specialist positions. In fact, we get hundreds of requests a year for arts integration specialists to work in and out of schools. But if all you're looking for is a job, you're missing the point. Instead, you need to focus on the skills that you're building in a program and how those skills will help you long term. That's what I want us to focus on for the new year. That's what I want us to look at. Instead of New Year's resolutions, I want us to look at where are we headed long-term and what do we need to get there? So in today's episode, we're going to explore the idea of flexing your job skills and how you can use that to pivot into any position that you want. So let's get started. Now in Dan Pink's book, Drive, he explores the idea of what motivates people. I find this fascinating, especially because as an educator, we're taught, we always talk about student engagement, but really what we're looking about for is motivation. And so one of the profound ideas he shares is that people are not motivated really by money or prestige. They are motivated by meaning. So when you have meaning to your work, you want to do more of it and you enjoy it, Right. And often it's not about finding a different career or finding a different job. It's about making our job skills more elastic so that we can contribute in a different way and therefore have a different meaning. So stretching what we currently do and flexing our skills allows us to explore different avenues within our career. Now this is big when you really think about it. Often When we are burnout and frustrated by our jobs, we think finding a different career or job will be the fix, right? I can tell you I've had that dream many, many times. Like if I stopped being a teacher, what else would I do? Oh, I could do this or I could do that. And it would be so much less stress and um, no other job has this kind of craziness with it. And I should just let this go. Does any of this sound familiar to anything that goes through your mind? Of course. Right. Um, And I can tell you from personal experience, having left that career, but being able to flex through, it's not always what you think it's going to be. Right. Um, Because if you actually make that the leap, you may be sorely disappointed. So instead By staying within the same career, but building your job skills, you can flex into other arenas, allowing you to capitalize and build momentum on what you already have at your disposal, what skills you already have access to. So let's just use a practical example. Teaching can take on a lot of different meanings, right? It could be in a classroom. It could be with a bunch of sales professionals who need to understand how to communicate better or how to um, actually work together and collaborate. Um, It could be teaching online um, to schools around the world who need it. It could be teaching other teachers in a coaching aspect. So, thinking outside of our current sphere, but staying within the curriculum allows us to flex a little bit. I personally think, going back to that original question, that's where our certification program really shines. We've had hundreds of alumni tell us that more than just learning about what arts integration is and how to use it and how to lead with others, the the certification program teaches you how to be a good teacher, no matter what you're looking to do next. So learning how to break apart standards and write assessments that make sense helps in every area of teaching, no matter what subject you're working in, no matter who you're teaching, any area of teaching, learning how to break apart standards and write assessments that make sense helps that. Understanding how to weave together two concepts, two very different concepts into a creative, engaging lesson helps you support other teachers, It helps you to build your coaching skills. It even helps you with presentation skills and being able to um, connect with others. So if you are looking to have a side business of any kind, those skills help with that. Learning how to recognize resistance and build buy-in makes you a leader that everyone wants, right? These are all things that are woven into our certification program. And so yeah, at the end of the day, when you finish the certification program, you would be a certified arts integration specialist who can facilitate arts integration lessons and coach other teachers to use arts integration. But more than that, you are building your skills in leadership, you're building your skills in communication, you're building your skills in presentation, in being able to flex the skills you already have and expand yourself in ways that you may not have perceived before. These are skills that you can take anywhere and use to craft any career that you want. There's a couple of things I want you to think about as you're considering using flexing your job skills. Okay, and whether or not it's about our certification program or if you're looking at something else, maybe you're looking at getting another master's degree or your first master's degree. If you're a young teacher, Um, maybe you're looking at pursuing a doctorate. Maybe you're looking at a totally different career and you would like some professional development there. Um, No matter what you're considering, think of yourself like a rubber band. Okay, each new skill helps you to stretch out the band a little bit more. You know how you get those, especially the thick rubber bands, not the thin ones so much, but the thick ones that when you first get them, they're like tight, right? You can't stretch them real far. Um, but if you just keep kind of pulling on it a little bit, the the elastics in there start to thin out. They start to stretch out a little bit more and you can go a little bit further each time that you start to do that. Think of yourself like that rubber band, And that each new skill is another flex on that band that continues to allow you to stretch out a little bit more, get you to expand a little bit more, okay? Another idea to consider here is that uh, there are such things as elastic skills. Elastic skills actually have two main components to them. This is how you know that when you're working on a a skill, whether it's elastic or not, um, it's based in information. Do you have information that you can access right then? And are you able to then communicate with it? If you have access to information and can communicate with it, it's an elastic skill. It allows you to broaden a little bit. And the last thing that I'll say here in terms of flexing your job skills and the idea that your job skills are elastic is to not pigeonhole your dreams. Be really careful not to just, um, you know, think too narrowly of um, what you want. Think bigger. You are capable of dreaming big and you are capable of reaching those big dreams. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about how to do that. But don't think that you need to pigeon your, pigeonhole yourself into one area. And sometimes we do that out of fear. I know that I certainly have. I know that many of my colleagues have um, that we we're afraid of what it, it would mean if we branched out. We afraid we're afraid of what the consequences might be if what we are looking to do fails. Um, and so we kind of pigeonhole ourselves into something that is more safe. But here's the thing. Uh, Nothing safe. I think we can all agree on that at this point there's there's no such thing as a sure thing anymore and so rather than pigeonhole yourself and limit yourself open yourself up to the possibilities of what something new could bring for you so how do you know what's next for you it, it is such a difficult question right If there's one thing 2020 taught us, it's that you can never truly know what the future holds. But there is a process that I like to use which helps me outline what I really want. It's called vision casting. I actually use vision casting at the end of every year. So I do it in December before we have our large uh, company meeting where I outline the vision for the next year, I also do vision casting at the end of every quarter to make sure that I still am headed in the direction that I thought that I wanted or if I need to pivot. Okay. So vision casting is when you brainstorm what you want the future to look like and determine a path for getting there. And there's a few steps to help in this process. So there's three steps actually. The first one is to brainstorm your vision. So you do that by asking hard questions like these. What life would I like to create for my family? What kind of marriage or family relationships do I want, if any? What do I want to create financially? What would I like to create in order to influence the finances of other people in a positive way? How do I wish to be remembered? Or what will my legacy be? These are big questions. I mean, they're not meant to be (laughs) these little itty bitty questions. These are big questions that you have to sit with for a little while. And I will give you an example in my own life that when I first started, you know, I had not considered all of these questions. I only considered um, questions around my business, like how much revenue do you want to make? How much profit do you want to make? How how big do you want the organization to be? How do you want to structure the organization? And that's all fine and dandy, but that's not a vision. That is the nuts and bolts. And so it wasn't until I was able to step back and answer these bigger questions that I started to really make progress. And that was because I knew what I was working for. Remember that whole thing from the, from uh, just a little bit ago with Dan Pink talking about establishing meaning, right? That's our through line here. So this this vision casting, by brainstorming your vision, you're, connecting it to your why. You're connecting it to meaning. What life would I like to create for me and for my family? What does that look like? And getting really specific about what that looks like. And so when I did that, I realized I wanted to have time between 4 p.m. and, you know, 10 p.m. to myself and my family. And when I first started my business, I didn't, I didn't know that because I hadn't really identified that. And so I was working all the time. It wasn't until I sat back and thought about what kind of life do I want to craft that I realized I can't work all the time, not and not and really have meaning around it. Right. And really have the life that I want. So that changed then how I structured things. Do you see why this this part is important? You have to be able to identify the vision for what you want in order to be able to build something that will support it. Now, once you've brainstormed your vision, and I honestly recommend sitting with those questions and just writing and writing them down, don't filter yourself. Don't think about like, oh, well, maybe that wouldn't be great. I just write it all down. Okay. Then step two is to consider if it's possible. So I believe that if you can dream it, you can do it one of those kinds of, you know, bumper sticker deals maybe. Um, but I think if you have the wherewithal to dream something for yourself, it is possible. It just may not be possible with what you currently have at your disposal. So can you make your vision happen with your current job, your current skills, or your current activities? Or, Do you need to seek out alternative skills, mindsets, or coaching to help you reach the vision that you've set for yourself? So you have to consider that, right? Is it it possible right now with what you have at your disposal? The answer may be yes, right? Or do you need to have some support and help to get there? And if that's the case, what do you need? And then once you have that, then step three is to commit to a direction, Once you know what you want and how to make it possible, determine the course of action that you need in order to get to your goal. So these are where the step-by-steps come in, right? So if I were to go back to my own example, this is the step where I start to talk about, well, I need to have this amount of people, these amount of employees in order to support that vision. And I need to have these kinds of um, support mechanisms for our teachers in order to get them where they need to be. Those are the things that are the the specific pieces. That's the direction step, and oftentimes this is where, when we're thinking about New Year's resolutions, step three is where we really begin our work in New Year's resolutions, right? Like I'm gonna I'm gonna lose ten pounds and go to the, so I'm gonna go to the gym every day, uh, Monday through Friday in order to do that. That's committing to your direction. But did we step back and consider? why you want to do that, what's meaningful about that for you, and is it possible given your current circumstances? No, that's why most resolutions fail. So I I like this vision casting piece um, because it helps us determine both what we want, why we want it, and how to get there. Now, once you recognize what you want and have a plan for how to get there, then it's time to take action. Now it's time to create the future that you've been dreaming about. So you're going to start by checking off the items on your action list from that vision casting component one at a time. Don't feel like you have to do them all at once. Don't feel like you have to knock them out in the first week. It's a year long process, maybe more, but (laughs) you can start by checking things off one at a time. Every time you check something off, you're making progress and building momentum. Never underestimate the power of momentum. It is, um, it, it's in our brains. It's how we're wired that if you get uh, a, if you accomplish one small thing, you make a little bit of momentum. It's like a little reward for your brain. And then you're more motivated to, to take the next step, right? So continue to build that momentum. Keep it going. Keep that action going. Um, Know what skills you already have, which ones you want to expand and which ones you want to add. So being able to take stock of here are the skills that I already have. These are what I'm really good at. Um, These are the ones that I have, but I'm not great at them yet. And I could expand them a bit. Um, And these are the ones that I don't have at all. And I want to add to my skill set in order to flex my job opportunities as well as my life opportunities. Okay. And then consider the ROI of your investment. So ROI stands for return on investment. So if you're going to spend the time on something, if you have established a goal for yourself or you want to, to build a new vision for where you want to head for the for the upcoming year, consider what is the return on that investment going to be? Because your investment is going to be anything from time to money. Um to maybe some resources, it's up to you. So if you are looking at that, if you're gonna invest those things, which by the way, are some of the biggest things that you could invest, what's the return gonna be? How much are you going to get out of what you're putting in? You have to know that going in because the quickest way to kill momentum and to build resentment is to not have a clear idea of what the return on investment will be, okay? So I hope that you can start to see the potential that is available for you this year, my friend, no matter what it is that you're doing. If you're interested in pursuing arts integration certification, I'm so excited for that. And I can't wait to help support you in it. But even if that's not it, if you are just looking to go into a a different business or uh, maybe switch classrooms or maybe kind of look at teaching in a new way there is so much potential and opportunity in this year ahead and while we have no idea what life is going to throw at us next these three big ideas from today can help us all feel prepared and more importantly help us take control of where we're headed Um, now next week we are going to be reaching into the mailbag Many of you have been posting questions and sending us notes, and I'm so grateful for that. So um, I can't wait to answer your questions in the mailbag next week. This week, I'd love to hear your thoughts and questions about this topic of flexing our job skills. Remember, you can use that Ask Me Anything button on the podcast page to share with me your ideas and what's bubbling to the surface for you. Just head over to artsintegration.com forward slash sparkchasers and you'll find today's show notes, contact area, and links for more resources. And of course, if you're enjoying the show and know somebody else who could benefit from our discussions, please share the podcast with them because together we can chase the spark of our ideas and make a brighter future for everyone. I'll see you soon. Well, check that off your list, my friend. You just finished another episode of the Spark Chasers podcast. If you want more, head over to artsintegration.com forward slash sparkchasers for show notes, a space to tell me what you thought of today's show, and links to what we talked about today. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. This helps others find the show so we can all grow and learn together. Can't wait to get together again soon.